Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein. And I'm Mark Scarborough. And based on the crazy success of our podcast that was a roadmap for granola, who knew? So we're going to come back with another roadmap. But this time, we're going to give you a roadmap to risotto. Oh. Which, wait, didn't we, after we did lasagna, don't we have to go to risotto? Resort. Yeah, Resort. we do. What is, we're back to that. What resort. is it with American Italian I, dropping the last syllable? You know what? I never heard of this until I moved to the Northeast. I think it's an American-Italian immigrant experience of the Northeast. Oh, excellent. Because honestly, I was connected for many years to a big Italian family, and not a one of them ever said mozzarella or prosciutto. Or ricotta. Not a, one of them ever said that. They said mozzarella and prosciutto. And so they didn't say risotto. No, and they did not. And they didn't say past. And they didn't say linguine. I think or that's, spaghetti. I think that's a, honestly, I think that's a, well, anyway, I, I don't want to get into Italian fights. These people were very proudly northern Italians. And um, they would probably tell you that Sicilian talk. But well, when I met Mark, that's he was thing. the king of risotto. He would make me risotto. He would stir it for 45 minutes I until he was too risotto. tired to eat it. I love risotto. I have I, I used to make, for dinner parties, this risotto with where you chop up escarole, the Italian green, and then you, you know, at the very end of making the risotto, you add escarole and some beautifully rich, semi-firm cheese. You could even mm. put brie in it, and then a little lemon zest. Mm. And you make this lemon zest and escarole risotto. It's beautiful, but honestly, I don't make it anymore at the stove. That's really fun. Uh, but now I just make it in the pressure cooker. Which is what this roadmap is all about. It's telling you how to make risotto in a pressure cooker with no stirring, which will take seven minutes on a stovetop, ten minutes in an electric, and no stirring. It's quite amazing. Right. And now a lot of people already know about this. You know, we wrote the great big pressure cooker book, the big Yay, best-selling we did. pressure cooker book that landed us on the best-seller list. And a all. recommended book by the Instant Pot people. It is on their page. But um, we wrote that book, but uh, uh, at the time, we none of the pressure cookers had, that was three years ago, and it's changed so much, none of them really had many buttons on them. Now they all have a risotto button. But we're not going to talk about that today. We're just going to talk about how to put this on manual high pressure, right? Yep. Just plain old high pressure. Now, let us also say that if you don't know about modern pressure cookers, you are missing out. A, you're missing out on our Craftsy classes. If you don't know about Craftsy, <laughs> you're really missing out. C-R-A-F-T-S-Y. Recently, I have two extraordinarily popular. We have the most popular class on the whole Craftsy site. You can take an online class with us, a video class. On how to use a pressure cooker. And you have total access to us all the time. I answer questions every single morning from this class. You can timestamp your question to a moment on the pressure cooker. But we're going to talk about here, mostly, we're going to talk about electric multi-cookers. Yeah, which and multi-cookers oh. because they're pressure cookers, they're, they're my slow favorite. cookers. As Morgan said, they have a risotto button. But oh. We're just going to use the high-pressure settings. So I can't love them more. I just made... Bruce sings in a renaissance group. I'm telling more than I should. Okay. Right? And Bruce sings in a renaissance choral group. And uh, he just had a concert of 16th century Spanish polyphony, right? <laughs> and uh, I know, we do crazy <laughs> things around here. And um, afterwards, si. I made a yeah, C. Um, and he made, I made uh, a whole chili dinner after the concert for our friends who attended. And I made all of them in electric multi-cookers, all on the pressure cooker mm, side. I made it. Texas chili and a pork and saffron chili and a vegan chili. It was fabulous. But today we're just going to make risotto. So I'm going to shut up and now so you What you, you hear off. sizzling is I have the electric multi cooker set on saute setting. And I am 
sizzling away here some sliced leek. And this is leek that I have cut in half and took the sand out and thinly sliced, and it's frying away in two tablespoons of butter. Now this is a roadmap, so you don't have to use butter and you don't have to use leek. Right. But you have to use fat, and the fat can be olive oil, so it can you be butter. Two tablespoons of fat. And then you want an aromatic. Consider these your choices. An you, onion. You can use a large onion, a large leek. You can use several chopped up shallots. Yep. You can forego all of that and use a medium fennel ball, yep. that you, but you need to cut the slices pretty small. Think of those grains of rice and how you don't want any giant piece mm -hmm. of fennel in your mouth. You could dice up a celery root. Right. That would be another thing that's an aromatic vegetable. Fabulous, that would be. So take a medium celery root, but again, dice. Dice yep. is the question here. So all those kind of vegetables you want to cut down. And you can mix them. You could say, oh, I'm going to use a shallot and a leek yep. or a medium leek. Or you could say, I'm going to use a medium onion and a little bit of celery root. Yum, 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 yum. Okay, so this is softened. I don't want this to brown too much, but these have softened beautifully. Now I'm going to stir the rice into this fat and aromatic. Now I'm using a cup and a half of our Boreo rice. Our Boreo rice is a medium grain rice that's grown in California as well as Europe. But there are other medium grain rices from Spain and Italy that would work. There's Bamba rice, right. which is a, uh, a medium grain. And there's another rice for risotto that would work really for Valencia, Valencia rice. Valencia, but as they say in Valencia. Spain, Valencia. And but that would be lovely in this too. So I'm stirring the rice but in just... But Arborio is the thing, yeah. and it's the most commonly found medium grain white rice, and mm -hmm. that's what you want. So two tablespoons of a fat, some kind of aromatic in that fat, olive oil. Listen, you can go crazy and do walnut oil and shallots. Even truffle oil if you want. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you can go crazy here. But olive oil or butter or a combination mm -hmm. of the two are probably the most common. And now the rice is quickly, it's already getting um, translucent around the edges. And that's what I'm looking for, just to give it a little toastiness and to soak up some of that fat. And so now I am going to dump in a big splash, which is a half a cup of white wine. You can use any other liquid you like. If not any, you can't use motor oil, but you can use <laughs> vermouth. He's saying that because the writer always says to him, you can't say any other liquid because <laughs> I'm going to go put gasoline in the casserole. Then. But you could use white vermouth, red vermouth. You could use red, red wine, white wine. You could use beer. You could use apple cider. And if you, if you have uh, alcohol intolerance problems or someone with an issue with the alcohol and you're cooking for them, remember that in a pressure cooker, first of all, it's a myth that the alcohol ever boils away. And in a pressure cooker, you actually retain more alcohol because of the sealed environment, more yeah, of the ethanol. Because the steam doesn't go away. So that you will never cook all the alcohol out of this. So the You can ethanol. add extra broth here. You can put a half a but cup of broth. But you can use broth instead. Or my suggestion is Bruce used a half a cup is to use a quarter cup broth and a quarter cup unsweetened apple juice. Sure. That's the closest you're going to get to that wine. Now I'm also at this point, as that wine is cooking down and before it goes away completely, because I don't want it to go away completely, I'm adding my fresh herbs. I'm using two teaspoons of fresh thyme and a quarter teaspoon of nutmeg. You can use two teaspoons of any fresh herb chopped up you like. If you want herbier, you can have more fresh herbs. Yes, two teaspoon is kind of a floor. You can go to a tablespoon and a half if you want, which is right. double that. And you can use tarragon, you can use basil, you can use rosemary, marjoram, sage. You can mix it up. You can get an Italian blend White in the store. White wine and shallots and tarragon are a fabulous yeah, combination is. together. Yeah, they're a great combination. Now, now is the point where I'm going to add some vegetable to this too. 
Um, I'm going to put in about a cup and a half of diced peeled butternut squash. And diced. And I should say that in advance that Bruce, the chef, was lazy and bought the pre-chopped butternut squash at the store. But those cubes... Lazy, lazy, lazy chef. Lazy chef. But those cubes are too big. So, I, so, I, cut, so I cut those into quarters, which would still save me the trouble of seeding it and peeling it. Right. But you can use broccoli florets or cauliflower florets. Or you can use artichoke heart quarters. You can even use fresh peas. Frozen peas. You don't frozen peas. Them. And another really great ingredient here are like really firm diced Asian pears. Oh which my aren't gosh. terribly sweet, but oh. give a lot of texture. Wait, flavor. let's go back to that. That's what I want. I want next time, I want white wine, tarragon, um, shallots, maybe a little garlic, and diced Asian pears. Yum. That sounds like mm. the best risotto in the history of the world. And now I'm going to stir in my quart of chicken stock. You don't have to use chicken stock. You can use beef stock. You can use veal stock. You can use fish stock oh, if wow. you're making a fishy risotto. Oh. Um, Whoa. You don't have to use chicken stock. You can Whoa. Use homemade is, of course, better. But yeah. you may use whatever you like. Yeah, a, a vegetable broth, of course, to make this vegetarian. Yep. Um, anything there will work as long as it's broth. Now we're going to cover it. Well, actually, in the electric ones, you have to turn them off because we had it on the saute. So now we're going to cover it. And we are going to hit the button again to put it to high pressure. If you're doing this on a stovetop, all you do is cover it and turn the heat up high. We're setting it to high pressure, and we're setting it for 10 minutes. On the stovetop, you'll cook it only 7 minutes once it gets to high pressure. So, 7 minutes on the stovetop, 10 minutes in the electric pressure. Um, this recipe, some of you may know from the online groups that many people cook their risottos more quickly in mm -hmm. the electric pressure cooker. We think you get a better, more traditional, and more and creamier yep. texture if you use more liquid and cook it longer. That's right. You end up... You end up with just a, yeah, as Mark said, it's creamier, it's more elegant, it's less like a rice side dish and more right. like this luxurious thing that it's supposed to be. Right. So once you get to your time, your timer's done. So the stovetop is cooked for seven minutes, my electric will cook for 10 and shut itself off. We're going to have to do a quick release, check your owner's manual so you make sure you know how to do that quick release to get the pressure out. That's the point we'll open it up, we'll stir in some cheese, and we'll taste it for salt and pepper and we'll give it a taste. So that is the sound of the steam being released because <laughs> this has cooked. It doesn't take terribly long. No, in the electric cooker, it's so easy. You just flip it, uh, you flip the pressure gauge and the steam releases. Some people are scared of this. There are 8,000 online videos you can watch of people doing this. Um, it's actually pretty easy. You just want to remember that that is super hot steam. So once it's released, don't let it go up under your cabinets. Uh, it'll steam stuff right off your cabinets. Do not put your face over it. This no. is not a facial. This don't wave burn. your hand over it. That's super, burn. I mean, super heated steam. Under pressure. Right. So uh, you pull it, you know, let it go out into the room and you open it up. And, uh, and now we're going to stir it up. And this texture is beautiful. Um, I don't, if yours is a little too soupy, you can put the machine back on saute to bring it to a simmer. Or set your stove pot, pot over medium heat. And, but we don't need to. This is actually a beautiful texture. I'm gonna taste it for a little salt and pepper after I put the cheese in. And I'm using grated parm again, because it's what I love. I'm putting about half a cup of grated parm, maybe three quarters of a cup. Um, you can use other cheeses, you put Romano, you can use Piave. Um, Notice he's, all, he's using all hard grating cheeses. Could you use a softer cheese if you wanted? Absolutely, you could. And in fact, if we go back to my 
tarragon and white wine and garlic and shallot risotto in which the, uh, that I would like to make with the even the peas in it, then I might consider like Midnight Moon and a semi-soft goat cheese uh, from, um, oh, what do you call it? Where, who are the people that make Midnight Moon? Oh, yes. Cedar in Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill in Northern California. Right. Cypress Grove. Cypress, right. Isn't Cypress Hill like a, a was a, a 90s actor, right? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, we're so old. Anyway. But you could also, yes. Cypress goat Grove. cheese would be beautiful. You uh, could even, you could even stir in ricotta if you wanted. I oh, mean, my gosh. That would be, be rich. So rich. And, of course, you can use blue cheese in this if you've used, like, let's say you have a fennel and sweet potato risotto and diced up sweet potato and you use fennel you can use blue cheese blue cheese is really strong so i would encourage you not to use the full two-thirds three-quarters cup i'd say you know use a third a cup of blue cheese and see what it tastes like so i've spooned some of this up and we are going to both give a little taste for this Mm. Mm. it's so creamy it's hot really hot (laughs) My you have to blow on it. You don't have a blow on your food. Uh, no, I hate that. <laughs> you don't blow on food. Do you mind teach you right? No. No, she told me to blow on food if you it's too hot. blow your breath on people at the table. Nobody <laughs> wants your breath all over them. Come I on. was taught to blow on food if it's hot. No. Does your mother eat with her feet? So I don't know. Ask her. I'm <laughs> sure she's listening. Come on, write in. Tell us whether you eat with your feet. Good God. You don't. But, I mean, what next? <laughs> Dogs and cats in the same house, for God's sake. Oh, my goodness. This is so good. So you do never need to stir risotto again. Um, you probably have a, an electric pressure cooker at home if you don't get one. Oh, honestly, um, get one. Instant Pot is the most popular one out there. And for all of you people with Instant Pots that don't even realize you have an electric pressure cooker, you have an electric pressure cooker. <laughs> and a lot of you think you just have an Instant Pot. But you know what? You have an electric pressure cooker. You do. It's very funny. Some people don't know that that's a pressure cooker, but it is. And that's what you're doing is you're cooking under pressure. But um, the old-fashioned pots that my grandmother used with the lead weight on the top, those are out. And uh, you can still find st- uh, stovetop pots, and they're, they're wonderful. Bruce actually likes his stovetop pressure cookers. They're very chef-y. But for me, the writer of our team, I love these electric multi-cookers. Um, Fagor makes one, Instant Pot makes one, Breville makes one, and they just take all the fuss out of it. Yep, and they're actually a lot of fun to use. They are. So, if you decide to make risotto, please tag us on social media, on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, tell or us what Twitter. combinations of stuff you use. And we are happy to share your photos with the people who follow us, yep. and we are happy to link back to you. And um, let us see what the risottos look like. Follow us. We're under our own names, Bruce Weinstein and Mark Scarborough. And subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of Cooking with Bruce and Mark where we cook through another recipe with you every week.